Thanks, folks. Welcome to BTP Co Football CFB production. Delighted to be joined here with Franz Hook. Of course, this game needs no introduction, but just take a listen to this resume. Former assistant goalkeeping coach at Saudi Arabia national team, Galatasaray, Man United, Ajax, Barcelona, Poland, Bayern Munich, Dutch national team. And of course, he's taken up a new role out here in the States, which we're here to talk to him about. And of course, some other things that are going on in football that Franz will be well pleased to talk about. Let me welcome to the show, Franz. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you, and thank you for having me. My it's pleasure. A bit the montage at the moment, like the last time. <laughs> That's right. But I really appreciate it. <laughs> yes, the montage was beautiful. The last time we spoke with you out there, uh, myself and Martin. Um, right. I wish we could do that again. Hopefully, we can again soon. Because tell me a little bit about your role out here in the states, because you're involved with uh, Orange County out here. Yes, correct. So you know, I'm like a technical director, technical advisor from the club. This is uh, basically the third year. So um, what I mainly do and did is like structuring the club in a, in a professional way. Uh, a part of structuring the club also uh, developing, and I do that of course with, uh, with Graydon, for example, who is, who is there already for you know, five years at the moment, eh? two years as an assistant, now three years as the head coach. Uh, but also like uh, Peter Nungeon, eh, who is like very important for us in the scouting and the preparation of the games. So structuring the game, structuring the way of playing for Orange County, based on that, how to play, how to practice, how to scout and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and of course, you know, um, every week when there's a game, you know, I do talk to Braden preparation of the game, the game itself, evaluation. And yeah, I have to say that um, also Braden is doing doing a great job in that because, you know, you can never yeah. do it alone. You have to do it together. That means yeah. open people, people that wants to learn and wants to improve. And, and a part of that having also, of course, their own opinions based on the experiences. So yeah, yeah it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful job actually to do. Let me ask you about that because we had Alexi Lalas on yesterday. We were talking about this, the standard in the MLS. Of course, this is not MLS. What is the standard like, France, at that level? Yeah, well, um, I I know, of course, Oliver Oliver Wise really for many many years, and and Oliver I think is a fantastic uh, manager, is a fantastic director for you know like especially this club at the moment because I've seen this grow from like a field somewhere behind where Oliver was also, you know, very successful with the team, but uh, made it grow into what it is now. If you look at how the things changed over the years and basically in a very short time, and you can see, you know, like the facilities, where they play, where they practice, but also other things like, you know, all platforms, you know, to use, to prepare on the games, but also the practices the cooperation with Glasgow Rangers, if you see at this moment what actually happened with, with like a club as Orange County, mm -hmm. it's really, it's, it's, it's big time. You know, you, you cannot true. predict that, but it has like a group of people together eh, and also eh, the owner, James, and they are all working towards the goal, the aim, you know, to be the best possible club in the USL. So the level USL, it's interesting because what you see is and I can only have a feeling with that, like the Dutch player, like Jos Hoyfeld, eh? he mm -hmm. came from Vente, which is a, a renowned uh, a team, you know, in Holland. And, you know, he could, he could play in the USL, but still he had, you know, he did a good job, actually. He was at the end of his career. 
but also had these problems of you know playing because of the level. So what I see is, and I can say about what I see in the USL, is that the level goes up in the sense that um, very well organized, some of the teams. Yeah, it's always nice for me to see if we play against whoever it is, I always am very interested, how is the team organized? Are they organized? Do they have a clear plan? Do they know what to do if they lose the ball and all that kind of stuff? And uh, you can see that the level eh, goes up. If I see how it was like five years ago and how it is now, and I can only say concrete something about the Orange County, then you can see that you know they are very well practiced, they train hard, physically they are okay, uh, the way of playing. And of course, many players go in and out, but you also see very talented youth players yeah. are now also coming yeah. slowly but surely through the system, which is fantastic because that's of course what we want. We want yeah. to, to scout, help to develop the younger players till the highest level. And we make many steps in that sense in a very short time, which is unique in my opinion. Yep. In terms of having partnerships, Franz, with the likes of Glasgow Rangers, the likes of Jos Hoyveld joining the club and being involved in the club, does that help the USL and yourselves attract players? And could you become a, a club that can not only develop US-based players, but develop young British-based players, European-based players who are looking for a platform to play? Yeah, well, the good thing with the cooperation with Glasgow Rangers is that so far... It has been a fantastic cooperation. Uh, Glasgow Rangers was extremely open. We have been, uh, because of the coronavirus, of course, mm -hmm. we have been visiting each other. Yeah? So they have been visiting Orange County when it still was possible. We have been visiting also the Glasgow Rangers. I have been visiting them also on a separate uh, occasion. And now, you know, s since the coronavirus, we have been on calls almost every, every week, more than one. And it was fantastic for the cooperation because now there was a chance to really present what they have, but present what we have in a very small organization when you compare it to them. You also know that Francis, um, some players has been on, on a tryout there, yeah? uh, the goalkeeper, um, Aaron, and also like, for example, Francis, and they do like Francis a lot. That's very positive because you and I know that, you know, the Rangers is a big club. Mm -hmm. and, and, and they are a big club all over Europe and they are scouting a lot of players and the fact that they show interest at the moment, very serious interest in one of our players where we just started you know, to scout and to develop and stuff like that, it's good. The other thing is you also get like a very good entry into the European football market. Why? Because you know, there's an exchange of information, exchange of players yeah, because we also had three players on loan uh, this period. And that also gives you an idea, what do they experience? What do they feel? Because they want to be on loan to go back to the Rangers again and hopefully uh, play for the first, first team in the future. So the fact that these things are happening, there is a concrete connection, is only incredibly uh, uh, um, uh, positive because we can both learn from that. Because you know, we know some of the players of the U.S., are successful in Europe at the moment, but you and I know the amount of players you have in the US is, is so much yeah. and so little to compare with what there is are successful. So if you can make that bridge, which we try to do now with the Rangers, it can be only good 
positive, and I think for both, because they learn how it goes with us. They see, hey, what are they doing? And of course, they have a lot more resources, but still, you know, they have to scout and they have to develop and they have to make them, you know, in the future play for the first team. So the exchange of information, the exchange of players, the exchange of technical information, the exchange of organizational information, the exchange on everything what goes on in the club, it's fantastic. And of course, Orange County is not the Glasgow Rangers, but on the other side, you can learn each other and make it the Orange County way, which is very well connected, you know, to, to Glasgow Rangers. So, so far, I'm, I'm very happy with the openness that both clubs actually have. And that's the base, in my opinion, if you really want to cooperate, that's the only way to do it. And, and let's be honest, we have no secrets in the game. Right. There are no secrets anymore. Mm -hmm. Everybody basically knows what's going on. And if you don't know and you see a game, within five minutes, you know more than enough to know what's going on. And right. it is beauty also. Let me ask you about Yapstam. He's come out here to coach the MLS, of course, FC Cincinnati. Uh, I think he's going to take his first training session today. Um, is, tell me a little bit what we should expect with Yap. Yeah, that, that's of course an interesting. Uh, I know Yap because I've been working with him in the national team. He, he was one of the players. Mm -hmm. Yap is a no-nonsense player. <laughs> I assume he is also a no-nonsense coach. I have seen Yap shortly in the coach education when I did something with his group, very shortly. Uh, so it's difficult for me to take a look at his coaching abilities. What we know is, what we have seen is, he started, of course, uh, in Ajax as an assistant or in the second team. He did well. Then he went to PSC Swolle, which is, you know, a nice club in Holland. He did actually very well with them. And then he made a step to Feyenoord, which was uh, a disappointment for everybody involved, also for Jaap. So it's very interesting to see how it goes now in the U.S., and of course, we're all looking, we're all hoping for the best. Yeah. Um, and, and we are supporting him. And I think also in the US, people will support him because he was, of course, a great player. Yes. He was a sympathetic player. He was a no-nonsense player. So uh, I think what you can expect there is a player with experience on the highest international level. He played for great clubs, had great successes. Yes. And on the other side, he, he brings his character which in my opinion is no nonsense. Mm -hmm. So he will do it his way. And I, I really hope for him, but also for the US soccer and also for you know the Dutch coaches that the cooperation will be very successful. From, from one famous Dutchman to another who I know is a very good friend of yours and Louis van Gaal, um, Wayne Rooney has recently said that Louis was the best coach he ever worked under in terms of putting sessions on. What's Louis up to now? Would football, a return to football in a managerial role ever interest him again? And crucially, should he have been given more time? Um, There's a lot of questions here that you ask. <laughs> question, eh? Well, first of all, uh, what Louis basically also has said to the outside world, he basically retired, but there's always a but, you never know in, in, in the game. If there's something that he feels as a big challenge and something he really wants, he is, he is willing to step in. So that's, that's the latest news on uh, the situation with Louis. Um, well, time. Uh, you know, when you bring in a coach like Louis, 
go and look at the history, then you know that a coach like Louis is a really, a really a coach that is building up a team, building up an organization. Um, I, I do feel and think honestly that um, we were on the right pathway. I mean, we were, of course, a little bit unlucky um, that we didn't finish fourth because the moment you finish fourth, you play Champions League, but we finished fifth. And I think it was the year that Leicester, the year before it was Leicester's year being champion, yeah. which is also incredible because normally it's always the traditional four, five, six teams. And now Leicester, who, who was fantastic, and to be honest, I enjoyed it because yes. I love that this is possible in, yeah. the, in the big soccer world. Yes. Uh, but it was not nice for us, to be honest. <laughs> so, uh, having given more time, listen, I do think that, um, that you need, if you pick out a coach, you need to know basically also the way of working of a coach and when you can expect more. And of course, we all know, if you work for a team like, uh, for a club like Man United, which is the biggest with the fan bases and stuff like that in the world, of course, you want to have results basically with a way of playing. Reality, we see that after Fergie's, Ferguson stopped till now, there has been a lot of struggling. That's not just because, because if you talk about Moyes, very successful in Everton, and I think that Ferguson knew him very well. Then you have Louis van Gaal, one of the better coaches in the world, very successful also in different parts of the world. Then you have uh, uh, Jose, one of the most successful coaches wherever, in that type, time frame of five years, with some of the best coaches in the world. Um, they were not pleased or not satisfied with how it went. I think sometimes if you rebuild something, you need time. So, do I understand what happened there? I do understand that because, you know, we are not crazy. And uh, uh, what happens in the game nowadays is you need the results and you need to play in a certain way. That's what they expect. That's what they want. If that doesn't happen, um, the patience is not, there's not a lot of patience. And of course, I also felt that the fans were not always happy with what they saw. And to be honest, the fans of United are incredible because even if they didn't like what they saw, they were always behind the team, which is unique because I never found it in any other club in the world. But the fans are very loyal on the pitch, off the pitch, and also in the rest of the world. So I do think the pressure of the fans was, was there, but it was not really there. So, and I have a feeling that if they would have given Louis another year, you know, they would be curious and, 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 and that was like the frame basically that he also needed. I did see the development, I did see the changes and, and I, I have been, of course, a few times with Luis, so I've seen that with other clubs as well. But, you know, it's the way how it is in the football world at this moment. So, you know, you know you will get a few games more or not more and the pressure, of course, on everybody is immense. But what was his vision, Franz? I think I remember when we talked last time, you said that what Louis wanted to do was what we saw with Pep Guardiola at Man City. And if he had been given time, that's what it would have looked like. Was that his vision? His vision is, of course, possession-based. I think that what you see with, uh, with City 
is um, they do it like even more than what Louis did. Um, and if you want to dominate in the game nowadays, what we see is overall is uh, uh, like Barcelona, like but also Real Madrid, for example, against City, they had, you know, um, most of the time more the ball than City had. So it's a little bit of trend, I think, in the game for the big clubs that they need to have possession and dominate with possession. So the way of playing of Louis is domination by having the ball and from there creating the chances and do all that kind of stuff. If we didn't have the ball, you know, being very well organized, pressure on the moment you can, which the people love, you know, everybody loves that actually. And um, well, this means that you need the players who can play like that. And that sometimes means you need time to reorganize it and to get let the players be uh, aware of what's happening and then also of course you need some players that you have to that you have to change I, I want to ask you about the, the sort of goalkeeping situation just now because you have obviously worked with David De Gea an incredible goalkeeper um, been one of the best in the Premier League for a number of years but United have Dean Henderson who's been doing really really well at Sheffield United in the Premier League, how would you handle that situation if you were a manager in terms of that transition? Because Henderson, as you know, will need game time sooner rather than later if he's to stay at Manchester United. Well, when I left United, we had like David De Gea, Sergio Romero, we had Sam Johnston, we had Joel Pereira, and we had Dean Henderson. Okay, so, uh, and, I, and I think till today, they are pretty satisfied with the goalkeeper squad they have. I think that David still, you know, uh, is one of the best. Sergio, the times that he had to come up, I think he did, he did uh, good. Then you have Sam who left actually the club. Then you have Joel Pereira, basically also still young, who is on loan. And you have Dean, uh, who of course was un unbelievable lucky to go to Sheffield. Sheffield, who did fantastic went up to the Premier League and also was fantastic in the Premier League and, and Dean developed himself in a fantastic way in these two years. So the loan for him to Sheffield has been very beneficial for him and has been beneficial for Manchester United. On the other side, um, it depends on how you deal with this situation on the moment. Yeah? Because exactly what you say, you have David De Gea, who renewed his contract. That means, you know, he really wants to stay. And we know what level eh, David can, can have. I know his level when I was at United. I can only say something about that. But these two years, his level in the two seasons was like incredibly high. If you play three games a week, if you play for the national team, the traveling, the amount of games, the pressure on the game, eh, he has been... Excellent, more than excellent. So we know that that is the level that he has. We know that Sergio did a good job. Uh, Sergio is also in basically, you know, he lives with the situation he's in. So the second position. Yeah, and then, you know, you get like, in this case, you get Dean. So first of all, I think it's at this moment, David is the best. It's my feeling. But Dean is the coming man. So I think it's very important. So he can be, you know, the follow-up for David. 
but you never know what happens on the road. First of all, I think, yes, Dean has to play. Okay? He also reached, and I think it was completely fair, the national team, you know, uh, the national team, which is fantastic for him, which is experience, which is games. So I think for him, it's a good situation to have more games, to even, you know, go to the national team. And I have, you have to see it again at the end of that season, you know, and then you have to wait up. How is the situation? What is the best situation for the club at the moment? And, and what decisions do we make? Because it's like, you cannot look ahead more than half a season season, because we all know that things can change very quickly in the game. So you always have to be alert. And on the other side, realize that playing for United is not the same as playing for Sheffield. You know, everybody now is, of course, and, and he deserves it. He's very positive with, with Dean. It's a great guy. It's a hard worker. Uh, fantastic season. So he cannot lose, if you know what I mean. But on the moment you come to United and, and you have to play there, you know, the expectations are very high again. And how they look at you, it will change because of the expectation level. And I, I see some debates going on that Henderson has to come and David, blah, blah, blah. that's also the football world. You know, if you play a little bit less and somebody else on loan, for example, is doing a good job, people change their opinions very quickly. And I don't believe in that. I think that you can have confidence in, in David because we know what he is capable to. So the trick is always... You know, how can you have him there and keep him there? And on the other side, it's fantastic that you have a young, talented goalkeeper that is pushing, you know, and, and, and the future will show us, you know, what to do. Uh, I, do think, I do think you always need, like, like what we had at United, you need to have the first five yeah. should be capable of at least, you know, playing for the first team, you know, and, and that's, I think, is key. Uh, last question, Franz. I want to ask you about a uh, young guy at Ajax, Donny van der Beek, who is making tremendous headlines at the moment. Lots of clubs seem to want him. Uh, Manchester United being one of them. Would he be suited to Manchester United? And do you think he could go there? Yes. I think that, you know, if, if, you, if you manage, and that's, that's an honest answer, if you manage at Ajax for an X amount of years, then it's a very good education for players. Because the pressure at Ajax is always at the top level. The way of playing is a very difficult way of playing, possession-based. Mm -hmm. But they also expect you to do, you know, all the other stuff that, that is needed. If you are not capable of doing that, then you, the chance that you succeed at Ajax is very small. Listen, we have seen Daily Blind, for example. And I know that, you know, opinions are, you know, moving up and down. But to be very honest, he was always pretty stable. You could... Uh, you could trust him in the in in like the performance that he gave, and that will be the same with Donny with Donny van der Beek. I think he uh, if if the club can get him, it will be an excellent player, uh, definitely also for United. I have no doubts about it. I I had him also in the national team, so I know him a little bit also from there, and that's like that's like two years ago, and now he's two years on the road, two years more experience, good guy, hard worker. Um, and, and you can rely on him. And I think that's very important in the game of nowadays. We shall see. Franz, we shall all the best. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. It's always a pleasure. And hopefully I see you in a montage again soon. <laughs> Thank you, Thank guys. You. Good luck.
Take Thank you. Care. See you. Bye-bye. Bye. See you later. Hi, uh, everybody who is watching and listening here. Uh, I actually have been in, in touch with Phil again, and, uh, and, and he was so nice, you know, to let me say what I wanted to say. First of all, um, you know, I sometimes get carried away, like what you do when you are a player or when you're a coach. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's like a little bit like emotional. So when Phil asked me about David and Dean, um, I, I said something about that. You know, I, I, I gave my thoughts. But what I want to say is, and I think that's very important for everybody also who's listening. First of all, I left United in 2016. So it's now 2020. And, and of course, I know them both and I want them to be very successful both. But on the other side, what is not more than realistic, I'm gone for four years. There's a whole new staff and there's a whole new goalkeeping coach staff. So I don't know what's happening, you know, during the day. I don't know exactly what plays, you know, in the minds of the coach, of the assistant coaches and of the goalkeeper coach. So what I want to say is that I think it's not right for me, having been there, eh, to give, you know, a clear opinion, which I didn't really do. But on the other side, I want to respect the people that are there, that are working there on a daily basis. And I definitely don't want to interfere with, you know, their work and the ways and the things that they do. Okay, so basically, I want to apologize a little bit for, you know, letting me thoughts go. And I think this was, uh, this was important to say because the reality is we are coaches, we are professionals, and uh, we should stick as much as possible to the facts and to the things that we experienced ourselves. And it's very difficult and it's impossible actually uh, to do that for others who maybe have, you know, fantastic plans or whatever. So, Phil. Thank you for letting me say this. Absolutely. I also understand your question, which is fantastic. Um, but in my opinion, it's always better to ask the people that are inside the organization, hey, what's going on? But, you know, I understand it and I understand the question. But again, I hope that I explained it a little bit because I don't want to uh, uh, harm anybody, you know, without any reason or, you know, which is not needed. Okay, Franz, you've always been first class. You've always never chosen to spoke for anyone else. So I appreciate the clarification. Thank you so much for that. Take care, Franz. Thank you, Phil. Thank Good you. Good luck. Take See care. You.